0: what is good all of our listeners and viewers welcome back to another episode of games and groceries my name is adam and i'm liz and we're recording this in the morning so i'm going to be a little bit more quiet we're here with episode 151 we're going to be talking about uh, will playing video games be bad for you Is it going to ruin your life but first we've got some segments for you yes we do Mm -hmm. so uh, it is in the morning time.
1: It is the morning time.
0: Uh, I am an upstairs neighbor, if you did not know. So I'm going to be just a little bit more quiet. I'm not yeah. going to be shouting at the top of my lungs because I want to be a little bit considerate. Yeah. Um, but it's okay because I'm not talking about Jet Set Radio Future, so it'll be fine. It'll be yeah. fine. It'll be a good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liz, how you doing?
1: I'm good. Yeah? This morning. It's I've morning. had my coffee, so I'm set
0: yeah yeah i'm having another coffee good for you big old coffee for adam uh but you know why why don't we get started with the show already
1: okay people
0: are here not to hear about the morning but they're here to to hear about the 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 show cool great awesome um if you want to hear us banter on some more i guess you want to say uh we got another podcast called what's the biz uh Link is in the description down below. Check that one out. It's just me and Liz, just talking about really anything. New episodes come out every single Tuesday, so check that out if you want to. Uh, audio only for that one because it's just super chill. Uh, but yeah, we want to remind everybody that we're on social media. We're on Twitter at Gaming Groceries, or you can follow us individually. I'm at Acer Grocer,
1: and I'm at Journey First.
0: Or you can follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. We'll give you just updates on the show. From the Instagram, as well as ask you questions about the show. Hooray. I will ask you social media questions on Twitter, Instagram, and sometimes Facebook. We're on Facebook, too, I guess. Sure. Why not? And I will ask you a question pertaining to the show. Uh, you can also join us on a Discord. Discord link is in the description down below. Join our Discord. It's fantastic. Good people are around there. Uh, we also ask you on the Discord, which a lot of you answer the questions on the Discord. So if you want a good, good discussion, check us out on Discord. Link is in the description down below. Mm-hmm. And if you're watching this on YouTube, hi, how you doing? Is is it a low energy show for you? Would you like more energy? I'm sorry. It's the morning. <laughs> yeah. there, why are you recording in the morning? Uh, there's no reason. No reason at all, actually. Uh, we're just... This is how we're doing it. Yeah. Uh subscribe and uh subscribe. Subscribe to the channel so you know when all these episodes come out. And uh be sure to leave us a review on your favorite audio devoid mm-hmm. <laughs> audio platform. There you go. Awesome. So you know, subscribe to us when you know uh when all these episodes come out. Also subscribe to our other channel called Evolts. Uh, that link is in the description down, down below as well. Uh, so let's just get started with the show already. Okay. All right. So let's just get to it. Let's just go to it with our first segment. Movie minutes. Movie minutes is a segment that we talk about the movies that we saw in the past. week, whether it be on Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, or in theaters. And we'd like to re- give you a recommendation or not a recommendation. Uh, this week's movie was actually the first movie we saw in theaters since knives out in january 2020 we were back in theaters
1: it's so weird yeah for us because like we used to go to the movies all the time all the time
0: every time time. but now it's the first movie we saw in theaters you probably if you follow us on twitter and instagram you already know what's about to happen uh we went to the theaters to watch a quiet place part two Uh, We were
1: super excited about when they announced it.
0: (laughs) I know. Yeah. So uh, I had minimal expectations for this movie going Mm -hmm. in. Uh, So if you didn't know, on Games and Groceries, we have a five-point rating scale, how to review a movie or how to recommend a movie. We started at what it all costs, eh, pass, enjoyable, solid, and perfect for us. Mm -hmm. So why don't we get to it? Why don't we start with our recommendation scores? Uh, You go and we'll explain why.
1: I gave it a perfect.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was just all around really well done. Mm -hmm. Um, We weren't sure what to expect with the second part just because we're like, all right, well, the first one ended and it's like, we know what to do now. It's like, so what is this one even going to be about? And I just really, I just really enjoyed it. The suspense was like on point Mm -hmm. and... It was just, it was just all around really good. It was a good story. It wasn't insanely predictable.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, It was just really good. Like when we were leaving the theater, I had forgotten that John Krasinski writes his own, like writes these movies. Like these are his movies. Mm -hmm. And I I walk out, I'm like, I really like John Krasinski films. Like I will become one of those people that like, I'll probably watch anything he does now. Yeah. Because the way he has it, the way he does it is just so well done. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. I also gave this a perfect for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave this a perfect because this was one of the best sequels mm-hmm. I've ever seen in my entire life. And in terms of, I won't even say like this is the best movie of all time. In terms of sequels, yeah. this was the best scenario you could get.
1: Yeah, and you're not a se- huge fan of sequels.
0: Not huge. That's why I have very minimal expectations because the sequel is always just kind of like, oh, what happens after the credits? You know, kind of one of those. This is kind of like that, but it was done so well. So let me get into my notes here. So the first thing you need to know is that this is a direct continuation from the first movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is not a type of sequel where it's like, oh, it jumps
1: ahead a few years, a few months.
0: This isn't like four months later. This is more of four minutes later. Uh, If you got to the end of A Quiet Place Part One. Uh, you'll know that scene. This the ending scene for part one. Now it starts with a flashback, so keep that in mind. But then, yeah. as soon as that flashback is over, uh, we get to just literal minutes after yeah. the ending scene of part one, and it just continues from there. So I like that this is actually a part two, mm-hmm. and not just oh, it's you know it's part what two. What happened
1: after all that?
0: Right. It's not. It's a few months. Mu- it's a. Direct continuation. Yeah. And I loved that about this mm-hmm. movie. I, I I think that was the best way to do a sequel because we wanted to know, oh, what happens next? Mm-hmm. And we get to follow the journey. There is no catching up on it. Yeah. What do you feel about that? Do you think it was a good way to do it or do you think it was? Eh?
1: No, I loved it because, like you said, when you do those sequels and it's like months later, it's like, well, I want to know what happened before. Yeah. Like I don't want to be caught up. I want to see it. Right. And so I love when movies pick up exactly where they left off. Yes. Like that. So I was very happy with that.
0: So you did bring up that the suspense was on point. Mm -hmm. I need to say this is that compared to the first film, this sequel was just way more stressful. Yeah. Completely more stressful.
1: I feel like this hit more points of like a horror film almost. Than the first one. Well,
0: that's the thing. It wasn't scary. It was just no. oh, it was so suspenseful. But they it was had so really stressful. good jump
1: scares. Mm-hmm.
0: Great jump, where, jump that's scares. That's I mean,
1: where it hit more of like those horror points. Mm-hmm. Because in the first one, it wasn't really jump scares. Yeah. This one, it was like they had like three really good ones.
0: And that's the thing. Here's the here's the thing about why this was more stressful is that you said. That after the first one, we're all thinking like, well, we all know how how it all works. We all know how the monsters work. We know how to kill mm-hmm. them. Um, oops, spoiler if you did not see Quiet Place Two, um, or, or Quiet Place first one. Yeah. Uh, spoiler for that. Sorry, but uh, we all got to know how these monsters work mm-hmm. and how they function. And that's why this is suspenseful because John Krasinski said, all right, y'all know the rules here. You all know the monsters. Y'all know the characters. Great. We're going to boost the stress level to 11 because yeah. now you all know the rules here. Yeah. And so that's what made this movie more stressful because you know what's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, the world, you know, the lore, you know, these monsters, like it, it, because you know, those rules, it was allowed to have this film to be stress levels to 11 and 12, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I thought that was great. It didn't try to explain to you. You're not trying to figure out throughout the whole movie, like a Quiet Place Part One. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to figure out the mystery of these. You're not trying to figure out how it all works. Now you know. Yeah. And that's scary. Yeah. But I, I thought it was completely just stress ridden, and I loved it.
1: Yeah, it was. It like it was just really well done. Like it's so hard to like explain it without giving spoilers yeah so like the best thing i think of it is it's just really well done
0: and my final note is that uh it has this movie has the same beats and it has the same elements of the first one yes so keep that in mind if you did not like a quiet place part one you're not gonna like this movie it's not gonna yeah. be anything different it's not gonna be anything uh, you know groundbreaking yeah. if you did not like a quiet place one You will not like this movie. But if you loved A Quiet Place 1, you're going to love this movie. Mm -hmm. It had the same beats, same elements. It was in the same family. So it's not like other sequels where it's like, oh, well, you know, you just got to get through the first one. And the second one is so much better. Mm -hmm. It's not one of those sequels. It is.
1: Yeah, it's the same format. it,
0: it, It is quite literally a part two, mm-hmm. it's a textbook part two movie. Yeah, and I and I love that about this film. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I I absolutely enjoyed it. I gave it a perfect for yeah. for us. Yeah. Uh, I gave perfect recommendation. I gave highly recommended. Mm-hmm. If you liked a Quiet Place one, you need to see a Quiet Place part yeah. two. Like it, yeah. it is a must see.
1: Very very good movie.
0: But I would not recommend seeing this without seeing Quiet Place part one.
1: Yeah, you'll be very lost.
0: So I recommend. Watching Quiet Place Part One, that I highly recommend. And then go out to see this because it is mm-hmm. not going to make sense if you don't see the first movie. It's even, one of those. Even
1: when we went to go watch it, I was like, Oh, I kind of wish we had time to watch Quiet Place Part One again. Yeah. Just to like remind ourselves. Like you don't really need reminders if you don't have time to watch it. I just really love when I go to see a sequel that mm-hmm. I like refresh everything and watch the first one. Yeah. But it's not necessary. Like I wasn't lost.
0: But I do highly recommend this movie, so go check it out. It's in theaters. If you're willing to go out to a theater, uh, we're fully vaccinated, and Mm -hmm. our theater is pretty spaced out. So uh, if you feel comfortable going to a theater, definitely go check it out. Mm -hmm. It's, It's definitely worth it. I love that this is my first movie back in theaters. Yeah. Like this was a great movie to come back to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's our brief thoughts on A Quiet Place Part 2. Go check it out for yourself if you would like to. But it's time to talk about some video game news.
1: Okay. What do you think? Okay.
0: Cool. As I try to still wake up, it, it's still the morning. I got my other coffee.
1: But you know, it's time to go into our
0: second segment. Top three gaming news. The Top 3 Gaming News is the gaming news that we saw in the past week. We would like to rank it 3, 2, 1, just to give you a condensed version of, hey, what's going on in the gaming industry? What's going on here? Things. Yeah, some just some things. A lot of rumors this week. Yeah, a lot of rumors. A lot of announcements. Uh, yeah, more just game announcements. Like we got a yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn for Be- Forbidden West. Uh, we got some announcements for new Sonic games, mm-hmm. uh, Sonic Collection.
1: Well, we're getting into the summer, which is announcement season. E is yeah. coming up, so like they're getting they're getting out like the small announcements before E three and things like that. I think.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a lot more announcements and rumors, mm-hmm. like the Switch Pro. Uh that's a rumor alert kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Uh that's coming out or is being announced before E3 coming out this fall. So there's some there's some good announcements, there's some good rumors, but mm-hmm. I got three pieces of gaming news uh including one that's sort of a rumor but it's not really a rumor. But yeah. uh but let's go on to a solid piece of news which is about uh our good Pal CD Project Red. Hooray. Ooh. And uh Cyberpunk 2077 has a new game director oh wow when i first read this i was like new game director what the heck (laughs) it's just uh the game's already out it's been out like what are we talking about here so yeah it has been announced that uh cyberpunk 2077 has a new game director by the name of gabriel amantangelo amantangelo yes i a Tangello? Sure. Why not? Uh, Gabriel... I
1: feel like you're really Americanizing that name.
0: I, I <laughs> totally am. i I'll just say it like that. So Gabriel I'm uh, replaced Adam Borowski. Bar- 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 Borowski? I don't know these names. I'm scared. Uh, but he replaced him. And this is actually coming right off the cusp of the quest designer of the game. So the quest director had departed the studio... And then CD Projekt Red announced a new game director. And this game director is actually supposed to be uh, launching the post-launch. All the expansions and all the patches and all of this. Like He's supposed to be the future of Mm -hmm. Cyberpunk 2077. So why don't we read this quote from the articles? All the articles that we talk about are linked in the description down below if you want to check them out for yourself. But this is a quote from the article. So bear with me. This is a little bit longer one, but uh, check this one out he meeting um AmontAngelo he joined CD Project Red as cyberpunk creative director creative director in January 2020 AmontAngelo previously worked at BioWare between 2010 and 2015 including as design director on Dragon Age Inquisition DLC and lead designer on several Star Wars The Old Republic expansions Last year CD Project Red president Adam K- Kaczynski? Kaczynski? Maybe. Sure. Why not? Uh, that said that CD, uh, Cyberpunk, uh, DLC expansions would be fairly, uh, would be revealed fairly soon, claiming that the company was planning more DLC than The Witcher 3 received. Mm. So this man has a resume for expansions. Yeah. DLCs. Mm-hmm. And... They're trying to get more DLCs than The Witcher 3 got, which The Witcher 3 got a lot of expansions. I mm-hmm. think they got, well, if we're talking about main ones, I think three, there's Blood and Wine. There's a there's a good amount of them. Uh, But yeah, if they're talking about more of them, holy cow. So that's yeah. why they're bringing on this person who has a an, an extensive resume yeah. on giving expansions, DLC. He was with Bioware, so he not only has experience in expansions, but rpg expansions yeah so we're talking about you know an mmo rpg star wars night uh star wars Wars the old republic uh we're talking about dragon age so he has expansions of rpgs yeah from a massive studio of bioware yeah so he uh, he might get into it so liz what do you think about this news
1: no i think it's great i think well i hope that he's able to kind of turn around the view of cyberpunk yeah, And because um, I think that's what's going to save. It's going to have good DLCs with good patches. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that'll help make everyone feel better.
0: I hope so. <laughs> uh, yeah. So exciting news for Cyberpunk. Uh, I wrote in my notes here is that unlike if we're talking about Bioware, mm-hmm. unlike Bioware that just kind of gave up on Anthem. Yeah. Anthem was just dead in the water. Worst release of all time. Uh, I don't care what you think about Cyberpunk 2077. I still think, I still have my opinion that Anthem had the worst launch and the worst post-launch of Mm -hmm. any game I've ever experienced. Cyberpunk was just hyped up, and that's why people think it was the worst. No, Anthem. Anthem was by far the Mm -hmm. worst launch and post-launch ever, and Bioware just gave up on it. CD Projekt Red?
1: They're trying to revive it.
0: They're trying to revive it by giving it a new game director. Mm-hmm. They're, they're trying to, you know, revive this game so that the future, you know, people will play this four years from now, maybe mm-hmm. three years from now. They'll say like, oh, why? Cyberpunk 2077 was such a good game. I don't know why people hated it so much. It's because they brought mm-hmm. on a new game director. So yeah. they're working on the future of this single player game. Yeah. So I'm very excited for it. You know, mm-hmm. good for Cyberpunk. You know, good for CD Projekt Red. Unlike Anthem that just got dead in the water. So. Let's move on to our number two gaming news, which is about okay. Steam and PC gaming. Oh, yeah. portably. What? Portable. Ooh. And they're going to be a portable PC. Wow. Ooh. Yeah, so uh, Steam is reportedly trying to be uh, in the same market as Nintendo Switch, which is crazy. Yeah. No. I don't know. So uh, they're trying to get into the same market. This is coming from a report. Uh, saying that this is in the uh, prototype stages, but they are trying to make what's kind of like the Steam machine. If any of you remember the Steam machine, where it's just kind of like a console PC, where you hook it up to your TV, there was a controller Mm -hmm. with a little touchpad instead of a joystick. Uh, If you all remember that, they're trying to do that, but with a Switch model. Mm -hmm. So this is coming from a report, and I want to read this uh, quote from the article linked down below. Um, uh, This has to say... At least one Steam Pal. So this thing's going to be called the Steam Pal. That's at least... very 90s. <laughs> yeah, I know. that. I'm like, I hope that's a different name. Uh, at least one Steam Pal prototype version is quite wide compared to the Nintendo Switch. This extra width uh, accommodations uh, ac- accommodates a slew of control options. No, Valve is not likely slapping an entire uh, QWERTY keyboard onto the system. Um. Oh, man, I should have said Valve is designing. It's not Steam. I'm stupid. It's the morning. Shut up, Adam. Um, but the company has packed in a standard array of gamepad buttons and triggers, along with a pair of joysticks and at least one thumbstick touchpad in addition to the device's touch sensitive screen the steam Pal's touchpad is likely smaller than the pair of touchpads that came on the standard of every steam controller mm. so this is a wide system this has a lot of controls and apparently it's going to be running a linux uh, mm. uh, uh, it's going to be running a linux os and it's looking to be able to um dock to TVs as well. Mm-hmm. There's also reports saying it's going to be docking a lot like the Switch. So, this is pretty much going to be the Steam Machine portable. It's supposed to be the Steam Machine Switch.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh so you can play all of your Steam games on it. It's going to be like a PC device. I don't know how it's going to go down because Yeah. As I as I recall when I said that hey, do you all remember the Steam Machine uh, eh, it didn't really go so hot. I mean, there mm-hmm. was a good amount of people that loved the steam machine, but it mm, yeah didn't really do anything. I, I I still remember when I was working at GameStop, the my my store was just kind of like giving them away basically. <laughs> so, uh, Liz, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, portable PC, much like the Nintendo Switch,
1: I I it's it's I have to see it because it's mm-hmm. like. It's one of the things that the way it's described, I'm like, that sounds like it's going to overheat like crazy. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's going to be bigger than the switch. I'm like, it doesn't need to be bigger. Though.
0: Yeah. Wider. Like
1: that sounds like it sounds like too much. Yeah. At that point, I can bring my laptop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, cause that's the thing. Like I already bring my laptop everywhere. Mm-hmm. If we go on vacation, I bring my laptop. Yeah. So I, I it sounds like that's what they're basically doing a tablet yeah. game device. And it's yeah. like, Well, I have a Switch and I have my laptop. What do I really need to buy this for?
0: Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Again, like you said, I would like to see it. I would like to see it in action. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to catch the world on fire like the Nintendo Switch does because the Nintendo Switch has always had that handheld market. They've already had that customer base where they Mm -hmm. play games handheld, talking about all the way back to the Game Boy, Mm -hmm. talking about to the Nintendo DS, the 3DS. Like it's always had that market. So when it jumped to... Uh, handheld with the Switch, they already had that audience. They already had that yeah. market cornered in. Yeah, You can't get a PC player to jump to a handheld PC. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're going to like it just for, you know, the convenience of it. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't see it like really taking charge in the world. I think it's just going to yeah. be a nice little device that you collect. I think it's going to uh, take Storm for a little bit, but well. it's not going to be the nintendo switch
1: and i hope we're wrong i hope we're wrong i hope we're wrong but right now just from like watching the market as we have doing this podcast for the past few years Mm -hmm. i don't think it's gonna do well yeah so if it comes out at all
0: so it's it's interesting but you know rumor alert but but, but, um yeah so kind of interesting write your thoughts in the comments down below of what do you think and let's just jump into our number one gaming news which is about playstation Wow! Actually, Sony went up to investors. They went to an investor meeting, and guess what they said? Um, which a lot of... Uh, I'll say it, troglodytes, uh have been hating on. I don't know why, but according to a new report, according to a new slide given by Sony at an investors meeting, 41% of PS4 and PS5 owners are female. They're women. Ooh, um, more so... And and I'll get to the statistics a little bit later, but this is a great thing because, uh, 41% of, of PS4, PS5 owners are women. This is a huge jump Mm -hmm. from the PS1 area, uh, area era. PS1 only had 18% yeah. that were women. Uh, so, what I want to bring up this slide, or Liz will bring up the slide on the screen because she's editing this. Yay! Uh, but I'm bringing up the slide here. If you watching this on video, uh, you can see a slide here is that the second, uh, the second image that you'll see on the slide is that uh, it's a growing female market from 18% to 41%. Mm-hmm. Now, even more so, the age right so the age demographic even grew so in ps1 the highest age demographic was 13 to 18 year olds now for the ps4 ps5 it's 31 to 36 which is kind of crazy now what that correlates to me by saying like 18% to 41% uh and we got from our peak age of 13 to 18 to 31 to 36 is that uh women are actually starting to feel like they're being accepted into the gaming culture mm-hmm. because that tells me they started later okay so if if they in my opinion it does does that not mean then that with that growth they started at a later age right so they didn't start when they were 13 or 18 that means they probably jumped into the to the game around like 25 20 you know 25 yeah, 26 so you're
1: taking the original 18% that were 13 to 18 they grew up with it and they're part of that um new that 41 percent yeah so and then but along the way we've picked up more people yeah we we have to pick up more people yeah that started later because like you said the main age i'm not even in the age group in that demographic yeah
0: 31 to 36 that's their main demographic i mean
1: and look at me i picked it up when i was 23 24
0: yeah about yeah so
1: i mean yeah i played you know, my GameCube when I was younger, but I wasn't a gamer. Yeah. I didn't own my, I I it wasn't like I needed a PlayStation or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so
0: it's kind of crazy.
1: And I, and I think part of it is that, cause you think I started getting into video games when I got a spouse mm-hmm. who introduced it to me and accepted and like brought me into it. Yeah. So I think that could be what's happening is that these women or young women met, men who were gamers and Mm -hmm. didn't shun them away from it they brought them in they said hey i think you'd like this yeah and they brought them in and said this is okay you would this is something you would enjoy yeah and i think that could be possibly what's happening not that no one can get into them themselves which no more power to you yeah but i think that's more of a common thing where you have a significant other who has introduced you to something Mm -hmm. and now you own your own system
0: yeah so the demographic is rising, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. And not only that, but the acceptance is becoming more rising. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go on Twitter after this announcement was launched, apparently some people are not so thrilled. And it's and here's here's the thing: it's it's the loud minority. Okay, yeah. it's it's the it's a ah oh, I I don't want women in my games. Blah 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 it's the louder minority mm-hmm. okay uh the majority of people are accepting this and this yeah. statistic is the loud majority yeah. or the silent majority here i want to say yeah. is that's 41% are women and th- most people are more accepting of women in gaming yeah. and that's just it doesn't matter how many people you think that are saying like well no it's not accepting there are people out there there's going to be people like that toxic people in every fan base mm-hmm. i'm sorry it's going to be in every fan base in every fan base to talk about sports talk about comics talking about books talking about movies yeah. uh there's toxic fan bases everywhere yeah. okay but the fact of the matter is is that these numbers don't lie
1: yeah and the one thing i want to point out is that they're talking specifically just PlayStation mm-hmm. owner like i'm sorry
0: oh <laughs> here we go
1: i'd like a dust in my throat or something yeah um, but they're specifically talking about growing female interest in PlayStation gaming yeah. and they show a picture of all like the female leads they have in PlayStation games. Yeah. And I love that because that's why, because you look at, um, Xbox games, mm-hmm. which have female leads. I'm sure I just don't, I'm not familiar with the ton, but sure. as far as I understand, a lot of Xbox female leads are very sexualized, uh,
0: yeah, I mean not
1: not insanely sexualized, but they're seen that
0: they're not they're history. not seen as like powerful women, not not like yeah. Aloy or uh Ellie exactly. or um the 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 girl from Gravity Rush. Uh, I don't remember her name. But.
1: but exactly. And whereas PlayStation has a lot of strong female lead lead yeah. in games, mm-hmm. even strong female side characters in games. Yeah. So I Yeah, I I Yeah. it it makes sense that that PlayStation would have the more growth in female interest, but it also makes sense why females would be more drawn to PlayStation and more drawn to video games through a PlayStation Mm -hmm. because they offer more female leads, which makes us want to play games. Mm -hmm. And they, I don't know, they have more games that are relative to real life almost, I guess. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it.
0: So this is a great, um, this is a great leap. Into mm-hmm. gaming culture is that uh, we're mu- much more accepting, we're much more inclusive, and mm-hmm. a lot pe- a lot more people are trying to get into video games. Yeah, and it's succeeding. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I think this is great news for the gaming culture, and uh, I love it. Yeah, you'll know, get more into video games. Get get a PlayStation. Get an Xbox. Get an Nintendo. get a PC. I don't care. Just play a video game. Mm-hmm. I really don't care. I say that I'm an Xbox boy, but. I really don't care what you mm-hmm. get. I really don't care. Uh, just get into video games already. So uh, that's our top three game news of the week. So uh, yeah. Anything to add? I don't think so. Okay. Well, why don't we just jump into our final segment, which we're going to be discussing a uh, an article given by Rutgers University. This is a new study put out that video games might ruin your grades. But, you know, is that really the case? But... Uh, We got some answers from you. We got some answers from this article. So we're going to discuss it in our... uh, I'm just... Fine. I'll just jump to it. In our final segment... Every single week here on the Games of Groceries podcast, we'd like to come together and have a little discussion about the video game industry, whether it be about female gamers or game preservation. We got it all here, and we're going to be talking about uh, the, the land of video games. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll have the article linked down below. So where you see the articles for... Uh, top three gaming news you'll also find this article that was published by um Rutgers university which is in uh, new brunswick new jersey uh and they actually came out with a new study saying that uh, kids who play video games a little too much and this is talking about middle schoolers here uh middle schoolers who play video games too much will actually have lower grades and essentially just ruin their life <laughs> yep uh it doesn't go into that extreme, but it is it is an interesting article to look into. Uh we're going to set it up. We got some social media answers from uh all the listeners here. So, uh so I first want to talk talk about this first paragraph here. Uh this is pretty much the hypothesis of these studies. So again, the article is linked down below. Check it out. There's actually the lab notes that are actually linked in the article, so if you want to check out even further. But I'm just going to go uh, surface level here, so it starts off by saying middle uh, middle school age children who use the internet, social media, or video games uh, recreationally for more than an hour each day during a school week have significantly lower grades and test scores, according to the study from the Center of Gambling Studies at Rutgers University, in New Brunswick. Uh, so it's lumping together internet, social media, and video games. All in the same course here. So keep that in mind as we go forward here is that this is a study and the results have come out saying that it's they have significantly lower test scores, lower grades by doing this for more than an hour on school week. So that's how it's setting up here. Um, and and then I'll also say this, uh, researchers say the findings give parents and children a moderate, uh, uh, sorry, researchers say that the findings give parents and children a moderate threshold for using entertainment related technology, no more than one hour daily on school days and no more than four hours a day on weekends. So Liz, what are your thoughts as we look at this first paragraph? Like what's going through your mind here?
1: Oh, I'm just, I mean, I've expressed my feelings before about kids having limited screen time and things like that. Sure. It I don't know why, but it drives me so crazy when parents say now you only get one hour of screen time. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's because like when we were growing up. Yeah. It's not that our parents like plopped us in front of TVs. We were always encouraged to go outside and stuff. But like when we were growing up, we were always watching TV and watching movies. Yeah. And like you are super smart. Mm-hmm. After I got you know my learning disability under control, I got straight A's. Yeah. And trust me, I watched way more than an hour of TV on weekdays. And I wouldn't say four I'm super hours. smart though because I got I
0: got smart. I failed ninth grade
1: on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's the thing. Like you're smart. Like you didn't have the best grades, but that was because you just didn't care. You are one of those people who were so smart that it was just like, you just kind of saw it as beneath you.
0: Uh, yeah sure
1: so but and that's the thing like you're a smart person and you know i don't know what your tv time was like but you love movies so i know it was more than four hours on a weekend
0: my mom so okay i don't okay a little behind the scenes here i don't like making shows that are just like oh what are my thoughts on this what's my life like Mm -hmm. because if you're a new listener here if you're a new watcher you don't care about me you don't you straight up don't um but I'm just using this as a kind of uh, a little what do you, what do you call those examples or anecdote anecdote. Thank you. Uh, it's a little anecdote. Is that uh, my mom didn't really have screen time for me. Yeah. She didn't really care that I played video games. She um, she almost encouraged it. Yeah, and like, that's
1: that's what I mean. Like my mom either. Like my mom was strict in a way of like in the summer she made sure that we did reading. Yeah. And. She had me work on things. But other than that, like, she, I, we never limited screen time in our house.
0: No, and that's the thing is that I see where this article is coming from. that's saying yeah. researchers, find, researchers say these findings give parents and children as if they didn't have this threshold before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, limit your screen time. Like,
1: parents have been doing that for the past at least five to ten years of limiting screen time.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing is that, uh, you know, only an hour a day. For video games and social media and internet, right? So, so again, it's lumping all these things together, social media and uh, video games are lumped together. Social media is much more detrimental to middle schoolers than video games are. I'll say mm-hmm. that as a matter of fact, not my opinion yes. is that social media. Okay. Another thing, another little antidote here. You'll never really find me a lot on social media. In fact, you know, a lot of people have said like, oh, you should build up your social media presence. Social media is so detrimental. Social yeah. media is just so toxic and it's just so horrible for you. The only thing a... I
1: use social media for is to keep up with my family, but on Facebook, and to get information from businesses. Like I follow businesses so yeah. that I have information on like sales and things like that. Yeah. Other than that, I don't post. I don't like, I'm not friends with people I don't know or anything like that.
0: It's just a comparison thing. Mm-hmm. You're always comparing yourself to somebody. You're always comparing yourself to someone else's success. I don't really care. Um anyways, that's another yeah. to, uh, It's like
1: a whole other subject that we could go into.
0: So to say that like social media and video games are the same thing is just it's yeah. straight up not. Um it's just a comparison game. Now if you want to put Fortnite in the same level of social media, that's another story. Um but yeah, so I do agree that I think you know, this does give parents kind of a guideline here, mm-hmm. but that that's the opening thought on this um, yeah. on this study is that, you know, you know, one hour a day on school weeks, four hours a day is on weekends, which Both is
1: sound like like for me when yeah. I was a kid, that sounds like torture.
0: Well, because... even so, that doesn't sound to four hours like you could wake up at 8 a.m. and you're done by noon or you're you start at noon and you're done by four. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't think that's too bad.
1: But for me growing up, I wasn't a very social kid, so I didn't go outside and play with anyone. There weren't really many kids in the neighborhood that I could be friends with. Yeah. And growing up with my learned disability, if I was not forced to read, I was not going to read. Right. So what else was I going to do with those the rest of the hours of the day? Sit there and twiddle my thumbs?
0: So... I do want to actually point out, like, what like some of you might be asking. Well, what did this study conduct of? Mm-hmm. I will give Rutgers their credit and where credit is due because we have talked about articles before, and their um, uh, their their group of people. Oh man, talk about <laughs> you were just saying like, oh, you're such a smart person, but I'm just blanking here. Focus group. Thank you, but their focus group, not even their focus group, but their collection. Man, I am losing it this morning. Anyways, whatever. I don't care anymore. But uh, the researchers, uh, researchers, which included Professor Leah Nauer, Nower, Nower, whatever,
1: Nower probably,
0: probably Nower, um, of Rutgers Center of Gambling Studies and a researcher from Renmin University of China, analyzed the China education panel survey data a national uh, national survey of educational needs of outcomes of children in china approximately 10000 10, first year middle schooler students were surveyed and followed the average age was 13.5 years 10000 yeah that that's a that's a that, that's a pretty good group to study off of so it's not just like saying like oh they followed like 10 middle schoolers and like oh no no they had 10000 and they, they got this result from mm-hmm. it. So and and here and here's the other thing. Uh, the re, the results that showed that children who use the internet and social media or video games for entertainment four or more hours daily were four more times likely to skip school than those who did not. Boys used interactive technology for entertainment significantly significantly more than girls. Boys also performed worse and showed lower school engagement levels than girls if they did this. So, again, we're talking about, uh, and and, um, I do want to, let me read this one last quote Mm -hmm. here, because it kind of follows up to that. Such findings are critical, and particularly in the light of recent movement towards online learning in countries throughout the world. Uh, In a learning environment that integrates the internet it is easy for children to move across educational and entertainment platforms during learning without alerting teachers or adults to alternate activities. Because again, let's talk about focus here. This is talking mm-hmm. about focus, general focus on your thing that you have to do. And a lot of students who say, hey, this thing that I'm focusing on that I'm Forced to focus on because you're telling me to focus on it because i'm just a kid and i have no other choice but to do eight hours a day of this focus that i'm required to do by law or else truancy officers will get involved because i have to be in this boring classroom all day rather than playing a video game that i'm passionate about and
1: we wonder why he purposely failed the ninth grade
0: yeah um Something these kids are forced to do versus Mm -hmm. something that these kids want to do. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. Call the police.
1: This is why all your cables break.
0: I don't care. Uh, (laughs) That's the thing. It's just like, yeah, the kid that wants to do the thing that they want to do versus the thing that they're lawfully required to do. Surprise. Let's talk about that study.
1: I don't know about these schools, but our school put proxy settings on every outside website. Yes. We could not get into Facebook or MySpace at the time from a school computer. Mm-hmm. It was not possible unless you knew the background, mm-hmm. which some
0: did. Yeah. So there, there's these findings right here that they are four times more likely to skip school it's just like, yes, once they figure out that they don't want to be there, they're going to not be there. And in fact, a lot of people that I that I work with in my job, uh, a lot of them just say like, oh, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be at my at my job. Uh, does anybody want to be at their job? Does anybody want to be at school? The difference between school and job is at school. If you skip school, there's not really there's not a true consequence to it. Yeah. You're going to get bad grades. Oh, oh, no. Uh, if you skip work, you're going to lose your apartment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's a real consequence if you don't go to your job. You're going to be uh, delinquent on your bills because you don't have any money. Mm-hmm. There, there's a, you're not going to have health insurance. There's a lot more consequences to skipping your job than skipping school. So when you say that, I don't want to be at school, let's skip. Who's, who, what's going to yeah. happen? Uh, skip your job. Uh, you're going to get fired, and you're not going to have a job anymore, and there goes your resume. Why? Why were you let go of your last job? Oh, because I skipped all the time. Good luck finding another job. Yeah. So there's real consequences with skipping a job and skipping school. Mm -hmm. And what this research is saying is that people who, uh, kids who discover video games and social media, they're much more likely to skip school because they're going to do the thing that they want to do. Now, should they focus on school? I think in the education system, like kids need to be educated. Yeah. This country is built on education. There's countries like China that are built on education and they're pretty much running this world, right? Yeah. Japanese students, you know, they they focus on the, like uh, the I'm talking about like eastern, right? Yeah. Eastern uh the eastern globe, right? They they focus on education. Are they thriving countries? That's that's up for debate. But western culture uh were <laughs> uh were educated do we value education? We're struggling to put on masks. There, There's the USA yeah. for you. Um, before I get myself in trouble, Liz, do you have any other thoughts?
1: Um, I am so sidetracked now by like the education system because um, it's so flawed. Anyway. Yeah. Um, the only thing with this study is that – so you're saying that the study entirely took place in China.
0: Um, that's what it's starting to look because like. Because
1: that's that's the only concern for me is that like this is an American mm-hmm. um, article. Yes. So it's not even talking about American children, it, which, again, like we've stated, right. the Eastern education system and the Western education system, very different.
0: They're completely different. Because
1: the, I mean, even look at the, the work ethics.
0: But also China's video game, I was going to say China's video game force, the force upon video games. <laughs> China's video game demographic is much higher than the U S too. So the education system is much higher in China. And also the video game demographic is much higher.
1: Exactly. So like they're putting out this article and it might not even help Americans because it's different environments. They're different. Just even, even as adults, right? Like the lifestyles are different. And in school, the schools are very different. So it's like, it, it, it's, I don't know how helpful this is for Americans Mm -hmm. and like, yes, good for them. They studied 10,000 children. That's still a very beneficial study. Right. But as far as it being beneficial for Americans, it's only partially beneficial. Like it's still helpful to know, Mm -hmm. like you said, it gives them, it gives parents a guideline, right? I'm just not sure how helpful it is since it's not an American study. I would have liked to know how this works. In America. Because like I said, I watched way more hours than that in high school. Yeah. And middle school. And I had straight A's. Yeah. So.
0: And I also did the same. And I failed because I just didn't care about school.
1: But if you had tried, you would have gotten straight A's.
0: There's so many people that had found my fronts, And I was just like, yo, shut up. They're like, they, they called me out. They're just like, hey, Adam, you can do this work. You're just bored, aren't you? It, it's kind of <laughs> like, um, it, you know what happened? If you watch Spider-Verse. And uh, Into the Spider-Verse and Miles Morales got a zero out of a hundred on his um, on his true and false question. And the teacher's just like, hey, let me ask you something. If you were to go in blind on the true and false, right, what would your grade be? If he just guessed on every answer mm-hmm. and he's just like, you would have to 50-50 shot. She's like, exactly. So the only way to get a zero on a true and false test is if you know all the right answers. Now it's yeah. just like, that's exactly what happened to me. They're yeah. just like. I see your front hair. I'm like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm stupid. And they're just like, stop. Like, they were so hard on me. Like, I'm like,
1: shut up. Whereas my senior year, he and I were fighting for the highest grade in the class. Oh yeah. Our teacher encouraged that fight.
0: Because I didn't study and I got a higher grade than you. I studied
1: all night and I got, no, I would get some higher grades than you. Eh, you Yeah.
0: Anyways. So. We're not
1: getting into that fight now.
0: Uh so yes. Uh just before I go into social media answers here, uh just a recap on this, is that middle aged uh middle aged children in China, ten thousand of them were mm-hmm. studied. Uh for a you know, a control group, right? I they didn't really say what the control group did.
1: Yeah, they didn't explain like
0: I guess the control group just played video games the way they did, like four hours more a day and then Like the, they
1: went about the regular life as whereas well the other half did one hour a day
0: yeah yeah. strict Uh, so again that might be five thousand and five thousand and the study showed that four yeah they were four times more likely to or they
1: just surveyed them and then looked at their grades
0: and this is actually coming from a survey right here so this isn't so
1: they probably surveyed students saying or parents saying how much does your kid consume and what are their grades and that that's pretty telling
0: yeah uh so yeah this is a interesting study And I'm going to get into the real life, you know, actual things about this. There is something to take away from this. And it's something I live by all the time. And it's something that's, you know, why I don't play as many video games. even though I do a video game podcast. Mm -hmm. So uh, I have some answers from these social media answers. Hooray. 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 Uh, But again, just want to recap there. But the article is linked down below if you want to check it out for yourself. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, But I asked you on the Discord, have video games ever negatively impacted you in life? Talking about how video games give you bad grades. It will make you skip school. It will make you just not focus in life. And uh, we start off with Twofer saying, no. So he just said, nah, bro. And that's it. End of story. Didn't really negatively impact him. But Commander Nikki says, I don't think so, no. At least not that I remember. She says that there was a moment, though, in which a former friend was really jealous and I was vibing really well with a good buddy of hers about a game she didn't play. As I said, it was a real good buddy of hers. And during that time, she had a crush on me. So the double the jealousy. I still feel a little bit bad about it, but it was really affecting her in in the first place. So eh, not a really big deal for me, except for it feeling a little bit bad. Nothing I would like to turn back on, turn back time on. Mm-hmm. Uh, then she says, "I might sound like a uh, jerk about that. I care so little, but honestly, if you bring people together, uh but honestly, if you bring people together that you like, gotta expect that they might vibe well. And meeting new people is always fun, especially when you click immediately. Mm-hmm. So that's not really the video game's fault. That she no. could have been talking about, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> for all I care about, she didn't really know about that. Yeah. Um." but yeah no there's sometimes where video games you know they don't really play video games and you know mm-hmm. it, it kind of like affects your social standing but i don't know again not yeah. really a negative impact about games yeah so i want to read that real quick uh real quick because i wanted to jump into andrew or see actually you know i'll save his for the end
1: i was gonna say you're gonna read his novel
0: it's a good novel so um uh, yeah, so I wanna jump into Absolute Prodigy, who has to say, as a kid, my mom introduced us to reading and math and using Super Mario RPG. And this math slash color Mario game on a Super Nintendo. She said, I now my brother was really good at the puzzle games and was able to help guide her in Super Mario RPG. Later on, as a youth, I spent way too much time on uh, on video gaming and, and spent way too uh, <laughs> spent way too much of my youth money on video games to point that I was failing to the point that I was failing classes. So he was using it as an educational system, as puzzles and mm-hmm. math learning and all that. That he was failing his actual school uh, yeah. school classes but he
1: was still learning
0: he was still learning so again we have this sort of kind of weird analogy where it's just like where are you learning the most from mm-hmm. because even with you know my you know former uh job as a youth pastor right i learned way more in youth ministry on the field like mm-hmm. in in the actual studies than i did in the classes yeah so it's just like where do you get your learning from like where yeah. do you get your smarts from
1: And I mean, and I've pointed out before, I really like like historical dramas, yeah, which I know are not a thousand percent accurate. They, you know, fudge some truth to make the good story and stuff like that. But I learned a lot more by watching historical dramas and things like that Mm -hmm. than I did from learning in the books and anything from the thing. Like when I watch them, I usually go, hmm, was that true? And I'll quick Google search it and I'll research what the truth was, yeah. So, like, I learned better through that. Like, I remember I really loved the movie Marie Antoinette mm-hmm. with um Kirsten Dunst, yes. And I didn't know anything about her, I didn't really remember learning much about her in school, which I'm sure we did. Mm-hmm. And when we were watching it, my mom's like, Oh, yeah, this is story of you know, the, this queen who gets her head cut off. That's right. what happens to her, she gets her head cut off because she makes people angry. And so we were watching the movie and it's funny. Everyone else watching the movie was just waiting for that part. Yeah. They didn't show that in the movie, by mm. the way, in case you were wondering, Spoiler. but I, but I learned a lot about Marie Antoinette from that movie. And again, I know it's not a thousand percent accurate, yeah. but it stayed true to big chunks of her life. Yeah. And I learned better from watching movies and TV shows like wishbone. How many kids learned about history from wishbone?
0: Ooh, right. Yeah.
1: Like, and that's a thing, like, if you're, like, you, it's not all kids learn from books. Yeah. <sighs> okay, that's the end of my rant.
0: So, I want to read Andrew Orsi's answer, and then we'll get into the final thoughts here. Okay. Uh, So, Andrew Orsi has to say this. I mean, I kind of hear what the study is generally getting at, and it makes sense. It's a focus issue, and this study is pinning it around video games, but... I think this it has to do with all the time-wasting technology and such uh, and such we have ready at our fingertips nowadays. Likely, I will absolutely admit that when working on goals, I will get distracted and play video games for hours and hours in a day instead of focusing on the work I need to do and achieve them. So while no, I don't think I'd say I've been impacted negatively by video games in some massive sense. In a small, little day-to-day increments, probably sometimes yes. They are—they uh, are there. They are there. Uh, they are there uh, very accessible, and they are products built to be more engaging than work, mm-hmm. built to keep you playing just one more level, just one more match, whatever. Kids are especially susceptible, uh, susceptible, susceptible. Thank you, Adam brain job. to developing an addictive habit to them, since they aren't, uh, since they aren't gonna naturally self-regulate with a dis- with a discipline that the, that an adult might. Do I also think that our education system could use some retooling in its focus and engagement, and that could be contributing too? Absolutely. It isn't that video games themselves are bad, which is often how argument gets which is often how the argument gets spun. It's ours, it's our use of them that impacts this. And it likely impacts differently from people to um uh, from person to person based on many factors. So I would guess. Sorry, that was uh hella long, ha 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 ha. ha. Didn't notice till it's <laughs> sent. <laughs> But, yeah, no, it's it's kind of like this uh, back and forth, though. Yeah. Like, yes, I do get distracted really easily. Yes, I mm-hmm. need to get work done. Yes, I have progress to make. But it's our use of it. You could blame it on, oh, them kids, them chillins. They they are yeah. not fully capable to discipline themselves. But at the same time, it's an argument that's spun all the time. Like, mm-hmm. oh, th- think of the chillins. Yeah. But Andrew's right. It's this back and forth of, like, Video games can be good or bad. It just depends on how you use them. Yeah. It's kind of like Mitchell's versus the machines, you know, that made a great point of we always blame it on our smartphones, but is it really a smartphone's fault or is it the person who uses it? Exactly. You know, or uh,
1: the even not to ever put, you know, blame on parents. They do the best they can. But is it the parents for giving their 12 year old cell phone? Right. Like when we were growing up, the rule in my house was you didn't get one until you were in high school. And that was only because you were doing actual activities and you needed a way to contact your parents. Right. And mm-hmm. that was like a pretty basic rule growing up. There were some kids in middle school who would have cell phones, mm-hmm. but it, you know, they were also less distracting when we were younger. We had flip phones. But yeah. but yeah, that's what I mean. It's like middle schoolers don't need cell phones. They just don't.
0: Uh, Any other thoughts on Andrew's answer, though?
1: Um, no, I mean, I completely agree. I think this study did a really good job and I think it does show a lot mm-hmm. and I don't blame them. Um, but yeah, it, it, it does boil down to the person and the focus they choose to have.
0: Right. hmm And that's why I want to jump into my closing thoughts here.
1: hmm
0: Uh, kind of like wrapping this all up is that the study does make a great point.
1: Yeah. The
0: study makes a great point in saying that, oh, you know, if you don't, Focus in on your time if you don't set some time apart to play video games instead of just no plan no time management right none of that Mm -hmm. stuff then you're going to be failing in life you're going to be failing your school grades Andrew had a good point is that they're at the ready and you're trying to get work done and you're trying to do a project and Mm -hmm. you're trying to get accomplishment and progress in life and yet If we don't set boundaries with video games, if we don't take the responsibility to take part in, you know, setting time up Mm -hmm. for video games, those things are not going to happen. And I think this is more of just a life lesson rather than parents need to monitor their children. I think parents instead of, okay, this is coming from someone who's not a parent, Mm -hmm. not a parent. Okay. Uh, So grain of salt here. But this is coming more of just a sign of instead of monitoring your child, you need to teach them life lessons of why this needs to happen. Why is it only an hour a day? Because really, really think about I only maybe get an hour a day of video games and maybe on the weekends, my weekends, Monday and Tuesdays, I I play a little bit more, Mm -hmm. probably about four or five hours a day. But it's because I'm working on the show. I'm mm-hmm. working at work. I'm working on other things in life. And I don't have as much time. But if I just sunk all of my time into the video games, it would be funny because, I, because I'm because i playing more video games. This podcast doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Or Evolt doesn't happen. Or What's the Biz doesn't happen. Um, but yeah, it's more of a life lesson. What do you think?
1: Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think it can be... I I think this study does show that, yes, it's important that you teach your kids how to focus on the important things. I don't think necessarily limiting time is necessary. I think it's more of make sure that your kid gets their homework done and their schoolwork done Mm -hmm. without distractions. Tell them when you're working on something, put your phone in another room on silent. Yeah. Do something like that. Make sure that they're able to have focus on what they're doing, teach them, you know, you can come home and watch a show or something Mm -hmm. to relax a bit. Cause I understand that's important. It's important to teach them that you don't have to rush to get everything done, but then also encourage them, get what you need done. And then you can fully relax Yeah, and just teach them that good balance of doing what you need to do and doing what you like to do. I don't think you need to limit time, but Mm -hmm. I think that study does show that like, it's important to keep on top of them and make sure Mm -hmm. that you're teaching them Yeah. What needs to get done now? I know I sounded very bitter during this whole thing about this study. That is my own personal problem (laughs) Yeah. with the whole education system. I think people put too much weight on grades. Oh yeah. That's a whole other rant. But if I was sounding bitter, that was just about the, the, you know, they're focused on their, they, them thinking that school is the most important thing. I really don't care my kid, the best thing to do is a C I'm happy.
0: It's just so unhealthy to – it's, again, another comparison, another Mm – you're not good at this, but you're good at this. So you have to be good at everything. You have to be this well-rounded person. You have to get A's on everything, including gym. I
1: also don't think homework should be necessary. They're in school for eight hours a day. Why do they need to do it when they get home?
0: Yeah. I don't know. That's just –
1: like I said, that's my personal opinion. But that's that's my whole own bitter thing outside of this study.
0: Right. But I do think that we can say that this is a ridiculous study. We can say that this is, like, so harsh – or an hour a day. Mm-hmm. But really, if we look at it in a perspective of giving a life lesson. Yeah. I do agree with the concept. I think yeah. we should be teaching kids about limitations and time management. Yeah. This isn't time about time
1: management is a big thing. When people get to college, that's mm-hmm. why they like struggle their freshman year the most, I think. Yeah. Because they have they're free, they can do whatever they want, and then they kind of forget that they still have to pass classes.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. It, it's a good life lesson to learn early is time management. Not, I, I think this this um, this concept here, this article, is mm-hmm. more focusing on limit the time. Only have a certain time for video games. Video games have to be le- – I think it's all facets of life. Mm-hmm. You, know, you need to have this much hour of dedicated production. Mm-hmm. But if you're always doing that, then you're going to break your brain and you're going to melt down just have some time away from work as well. Mm -hmm. I think everything in all facets of life have to have some time management to it. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of things that I do. I measure out my day on. Like I I actually sometimes have a timetable of each each of my days. Mm -hmm. And that includes video game times. And that includes just having some fun times. Uh, I will write it down in the morning just saying like, this time I have to get ready. I have to work out. Boom. This time from here to here, I'm at work. Once I get home from work, I have to do this, this, and this before Liz gets home, and then I have to cook dinner, and then I have to, you know, record this, blah, 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 and then, you know, there's some things that I do have to measure out, and it's about time management. So that's what the study should be taken as, not like uh, what the article then states is. I want to read it again. Ah, uh, sorry about that. But now with this article, such findings are critical, and particularly in the light of recent movement towards online. Le- oh no, that's not the quote. Blah 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 blah. Researchers say this gives parents a moderate threshold for using entertainment-related technology. Mm-hmm. It, it, a threshold for entertainment. This isn't. This shouldn't be about a threshold for entertainment. This should be a threshold on time.
1: Yeah. Because Show them that it's okay to enjoy things, but also make sure that you're getting done what you need to get done. Exactly. Teach them that that balance of work life, because that's what you, that's that's the basis here is that they need to have a good work life balance and make sure that they get done what they need to get done, but also make sure that they're still taking time for themselves.
0: So I'm going to read this last paragraph from the article that's linked down below. The findings suggest that parents place time limits on their children's interactive technology use. The findings suggest that parents place time limits on their children's interactive technology use. And that parents and teachers should help children develop effective time management and self-regulation skills to reduce their reliance on technology. Mm -hmm. And again, sure, we can blame the technology. We can blame anything. We, We can honestly blame anything but it's just a matter of just good time management. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what this article should be getting at is that we should be teaching our children time management and not just blaming video games, not just Mm -hmm. blaming social media. Because
1: they could do this with books. You could have a a kid who just loves to read yeah, and they would just rather be reading their entertaining book over Mm -hmm. doing their homework.
0: Yeah. And that's just it. I will blame social media for every single problem in life. Am I on social media? Yeah. Because, you know, this kind of, career that i'm trying to go for Woo! it requires social media mm-hmm. blah but i think social media is toxic i think it couldn't i think social media can be blamed for a lot of different things in life including comparing yourself com- including um uh low self-esteem in life because you're comparing so much uh yeah the social media is just toxic whatever but I, this, this article will always, you know, go off of entertainment technology when it should be going off of just good time management, period. Mm-hmm. Uh, stop playing, stop playing video games. Stop. No, I'll, I'll continue playing social media. But um, stop blaming
1: technology for all of our problems. They were introduced to be good things. Yes. And what corrupts technology Is humans. Yeah, we took it too far. Mm -hmm. Now we we use it too much. We depend on it too much, and we go to it for a distraction.
0: Uh, any other closing thoughts before we close out the show? I don't think so. Yeah. So again, I want to hear your thoughts in the comments down below. What do you think about this? Read the article for yourself. There's some lab notes in there. I believe it's linked in there. This is from Rutgers University, in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Uh, check it out for yourself. Have a discussion in the comments down below. I think I think the article makes a good point, but I think parents and teachers can misconstrue mm-hmm. what it is and just blame everything on this technology. So yeah. it is what it is. But I want to hear your thoughts down in the comments down below. So I think that we can bring this show to an end.
1: I think so. Floki really wants cuddles. Right Floki now. wants cuddles. He is continuously trying to get on my lap.
0: So we will go give that to him. So we thank you for. <laughs> there he is. We thank you for watching this week's uh, Games Groceries episode. If you enjoyed this one, thanks again. And be sure to subscribe to the channel, hit that notification bell so you know when all these episodes come out, and now you have more updates about Floki the dog. Um... It, you know, definitely give us a review on your favorite audio device, audio platform, uh, you know, Apple, iTunes, pod chaser, whatever. Give us a review over there. Just to see what you think about the show. Great. Cool. Awesome. Uh, be sure to join our discord. Link is in the description down below Follow us on social media. If I'm not on there, whatever, I don't really care. And, uh, yeah, we hope to find you in the next one. Uh, be sure to subscribe. As I said before, um, uh, you know, have a great one. Keep striving, keep gaming. See you next time.
1: Bye.